how are you balancing what you do as a worship leader or worship team? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Teams, what's going on? Worship Team Training. How are you today? Brandon Dempsey here. Great to see you. I hope that you guys are doing well. And it is a fantastic Tuesday here, and we are just getting a great start off to the week. Hope that your Tuesday is going great. I know that today is the the deadline for most folks. Hopefully, you got your tax stuff taken care of. But hey, you know what? We are here to make this day better. How you say? Well, because we're going to be talking about balance for you as a worshiper, as a worship leader, and what are some things that you can do, even speaking of today, of uh, what needs to happen with your life and how God can make that more incredible just by some you know, easy steps that we're going to be taking together as we do this podcast, as we do this iTunes, we do this Periscope and Facebook Live. Thank you so much. If you guys would go ahead and swipe and invite, let all your friends know what's going on. Please share this out among your worship teams because this is great. We come out of a busy season with Easter. We got more coming along the way. So, you know, how do we piece all these things together and how do we move forward into, you know, new seasons? I mean, there's a lot of things going on, so we're here to talk about that. Hi, my name is Brandon Dempsey and I'm a follower of Jesus, CEO of of a worship ministry called worshipteentraining.com is where you can find us, in which we provide workshops one-to-one. We go to your church, do a Friday and Saturday workshop with your worship team, your vocalist musicians, worship leaders, and pastors, all on a Friday, hands-on training all on the Saturday. We have a great time. Check that out at worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. And also, we provide a mentoring program that's a 10-week program for worship leaders, and that's to walk with you for 10 weeks with a book. You get to be mentored by guys like uh, Rich Kirkpatrick, Tim Timmons, myself included. So check that out also at worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. I want to say what's up to all of our new friends and members joining WTTU.co, our membership member- membership program. Uh, that's Worship Team Training University. Uh, uh, thanks so much, you guys, for coming in. And we say hello to you. You guys that are watching us for the first time. Uh, what's up? I see Joe, Matt, Kalos. What's going on on Facebook Live? And those of you on Periscope as well, all of our friends watching the playback and listening to our broadcast through iTunes and iHeartRadio. Thank you for subscribing. And if you guys are brand new to this, please subscribe to iHeart and iTunes Worship Team Training. Facebook and Periscope. So if you are uh, brand new, first time, welcome. And if you would, please put in your name in the comment window and just say hello, the city, country where you're from, your name. That'd be great. We do broadcasts just like this every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central. And also, I invite you guys to take part in getting our newsletter. And if you do, if you sign up, you also get a free three-day devotional that we already have out on Bible.com, but it's yours to upload to your device 
advice, just go to worshipteentraining.com. That splash page right there, put in your email address like so many of you already have. And thank you for that, for subscribing. You will get a weekly newsletter directly to your inbox every Monday, plus the free devotional. Can't go wrong with that. It's entitled The Heart of a Worshiper, written by yours truly. So we've had a lot of great, great fun out of that and a lot of great conversations that I want to share with you. So let's get right to it. How do you balance as a worship leader, worship team member, and like I said, during this time, if you would, thanks, Michelle, for putting that up on Facebook Live. We're an awesome, awesome media coordinator and also our uh, uh, marketing director. Thank you for your help there. Uh, Blanca, thank you so much. She said, just completed that Devo. Thank you so much, sweetheart. That's great. I'm so glad. I mean, we do things like this because we believe in what you guys are doing, and we want to provide these resources to help you with your worship ministry. So uh, thanks for that, Blanca. I really appreciate that. All the show notes are right here here at the bottom of this video that you're watching. So you can click on all the links, check out everything that we have. It's all up for you. So let's get right into it. As a worship leader, worship team member, uh, pastor included, there's a lot of pastors who watch this program as well as broadcast. And thank you. How do you balance? It seems like when we bring that word into play and talk about the word balance, it's not a very popular, um, I would say it's it's not a very popular item just because we are trying to figure out things for ourselves. We're, as we're talking about balance today, it's important that we discover together what that really means for each person because I believe that when we do talk about balance and we talk about what does that mean for ministry, it seems to be un- – unattainable. Uh, there seems to be the, yeah, but Brandon, I, I, I don't have a balanced life. And so I don't think, and I've said this on the word of the week, if you haven't checked that out, uh, you can get that when you subscribe to iTunes and iHeartRadio for worship team training. I picked that up yesterday. Um, I'm going to talk more about this, but I don't think that our destination and goal is to find the balance at the end, like it's the destination. I believe where we're at right now as a people, it's learning how to find the balance in the struggle. And I think the struggle is good because it keeps us pursuing the balance kind of life that God talks about. So I want to jump into that with these three points. So if you guys have any questions, comments that you want to make, please go ahead and type those into the comment window. That's what it's there for. Facebook Live and Periscope, thanks so much. So let's get this going. How do you find the right balance? Okay, how do you find the right balance? Uh, What I do want to share with you is this article that was written that our members can see when you join WTTU.co. This week's article was written by Weston Skaggs. Weston is out from Old Bear Music. He's going to be joining us this coming Thursday for our special Thursday training for our members. So you don't want to miss that. But James McDonald said this, and this is what Weston Skaggs wrote. Um, and you, you need to check out Weston Skaggs and his music, so please Google him, Amazon him, and love his album. you got to get it. Balance in mind and emotions. I think that this is so important, this topic, balance in mind and emotions, because we can get so warped by the things that are playing on in our brains, right? Especially before if it's a worship service, if it's before rehearsal. Um, I was talking to Michelle uh, earlier about, you know, the relationship factor. You know, how do you deal with all this stuff as a team? Uh, you never know. There may be, well, you do know, not, not to say that you never know, but there could be different types of, you know, um, 
relational trenches going on within your team. There could be uh, disagreements, whatever. So how do you balance all that within the mind? And then how do you balance all that with your emotions? Okay. So James McDonald said this, worship is mind, emotion, emotions, and will engage the whole person ascribed ascription of worth. What does that mean? I, I, it means that when Jesus said that we bring all things, the epistles talk about this, who we bring all things to Jesus' feet, which is our mind, our heart, our soul, then we can be guaranteed that God wants all of us, not just half of us. And I think to live a balanced kind of life, you know, I can say that each of us are some, we're, we're unbalanced in every way. And that's what I talked about yesterday. And there is this kind of a, a, the struggle is there, you know, how can I get to the other side? How can I balance out the wheels of what's going on in ministry? And we're always looking for that one answer or, or key few nuggets of what we can do to get things going within our ministry. And I don't think there is the, I don't think it's the one nugget answer. I don't think that there is even a few points. I believe that it's a process. I've said this before within our last broadcast. We serve a God who's not about progress, but we serve a God who's about process. And I know that when I look into my life deeply and in the mirror of scripture every morning, then I begin to understand who I am in Jesus. I don't need to compare myself to the other ideas that are out there, the other voices that are trying to compete for my attention. I align myself to Christ. I align myself to God's word and what he says. And the things that aren't I'm out of balance of, I ask the Lord, okay, then where in my life do I need to be balanced? Uh, for instance, Psalm 95 says, says this, come let us bow down before him. Well, when was the last time that you bowed in worship? When was the last time that you bowed before the Lord? Or what maybe kept you from bowing to the Lord? Was it, you know, maybe something that happened along the way before your devotional? Maybe something that, uh, maybe you don't have a devotional. Uh, Maybe the way that you woke up, uh, the way you went to sleep, what happened in your day prevented you from coming fully to God. I mean, think about that. All of us, you know, we're, we're, this is tax day today in America. And all of us have that stress of whatever that's going on. There are things that prevent you from coming to the Lord fully and boldly. I know it happens to me. So it's like a self-check. You know, God, then help me to look into your word, see what you say, and then how can I align myself to your word? Uh, we, we see this play out in the story of Mary and Martha, right? Martha's doing all the work around the house. She's setting the table. She's cleaning. She's doing, I mean, scripture doesn't say exactly what she's doing and all those things, but you can imagine in today's time, uh, if Jesus were to come to your house, what would be the first thing you would do? Probably freak out, right? Number two, be cleaning everything. Just think about all of the mess that could be happening or that would be happening. And here you have Mary at Jesus' feet. It's like us as worship leaders, those of us in ministry. There are so many things that we're grabbing, that we're polishing, that we're cleaning before the worship service. It could be the set list. It could be guitar tone. I know I go through that each week, and I'm searching for all the things I need to do uh, before the moment happens. But has that moment ever passed you? Have you ever walked away or been in a service and you thought, wow, I missed it? 
or maybe it was time with God and you thought, wow, I missed it. I missed that moment. What was it that caused that out of balance thing to happen? Because I know the enemy, we all know that the enemy uses those out of balances to hit us in life, those speed bumps that you encounter. I spoke with a friend on the way over here about his family and the, he, he's right now experiencing a, uh, a slow passing with his father. His father is very old and he's telling me it could be any day. And then now you have the family dynamics that are taking over within the life of this man. And you have one family member after another. Now they're arguing about the death. And I mean, these are Christians, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, well, what's really, what here is really more important? You know, I mean, you have to ask yourself that question in relation even to a worship service. What is more important right now? Is it about these attitudes? Is it about this over here or this on my mind? Or is it really about the Lord, Savior, Jesus? And then what am I doing in this moment to allow him to be God? What am I doing right now that's allowing God to be God in my life so that he can do? Forget what everybody else is doing. Forget the other voices that are competing for you, but listen to what God says. And so I asked the question, the first question, you know, how do you find the right balance? Luke ten forty two tells us, Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better. So for you, worship leader, worship team member, how are you right now choosing what is better? Now, I'm addressing worship teams and worship leaders because this is our main audience of who we speak to, but there's a lot of you, and thank you for watching these broadcasts and you listen to the playbacks on the audio, and you're not on a worship team. This is right for all of us. How do you choose what is better? How do you choose what is better in the moment so you so that moment doesn't pass? And I remember, I shared this before, a great pastor, Pastor Rose, who means the world to me, and uh, Pastor, if you're watching right now, I love you, he said to me a long time ago, Brandon, before that worship service begins, how are you making the most of it? You know, because the same thing, the same people, the same ways, this will never happen again. How are you making the most of it? When we look at the picture of Mary, she has chosen what is better. In that moment, yes, she could have, just like we, could have gotten so tangled up and helping Martha, cleaning, and and then forget all the while who is sitting in the room over here. How often do we do that in our churches? We forget who's sitting right up here. And we're all worried about everything else under the throne when we need to be worshiping worshiping the one who's sitting on the throne, right? Questions, comments, if you guys would, let me know. Go ahead and hit me up. I want to hear from you. Uh, Comment in the box. Uh, What are you going through? What do you do to find balance? Or how are you out of balance right now, and what help do you need? Go ahead and hit me up. Just uh, type in the comment window. I'm going to move on. How do you say yes and no? Okay, that's another big one. I got this message from a worship leader, Brandon. How do I say no when everybody else wants me to say yes in the church? Such a true question. Such a heartache that I heard within that question. And my first response was, well, what do you tell yourself? Because if you're telling yourself yes, That's the main problem. When's the last time that you told yourself, no, um, you're not going to do this? 
No matter whose feelings you may hurt, no matter the stakes that may be, the odds that may present themselves, but you have to take care of you at the end of the day. Look, if you're a ministry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I also know in the back of your head, you're saying, yeah, but Brandon, yeah, but, and the voices that are going on in the back of my head say, you're right. That is a true reality. And I totally totally 100% get that. But if you don't say no, no one else will do it for you. You have a responsibility as a minister, as a volunteer to keep yourself healthy in the way that God has already, already commanded us. So, and I'm going to get to that verse in a second, but you have to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Now, I know when Jesus said that, He's applying it more to the salvation sense and also the, you know, the sense of that when you commit to do something, let your yes be yes or your no be no. There's no, uh, there's no buts in the whole uh, shenanigan. It's, it's a yes or it's a no. So how confident, how bold, how edgy are you to tell yourself no first? Because I believe if you learn how to tell yourself no first, it becomes easier to say no to other people. But you, as a leader, have to come to grips with that because if not, whether if you're a songwriter, whether if you're a worship leader, whether if you're some kind of artist or minister in the church, if you say yes to so many things, then you're saying no to the important things because – I know my mentors tell me that, Brandon, every time that you say yes, you're taken away from something else. And my staff holds me accountable. When I go off and I want to, I got, we got ideas to, hey, let's do this or that. Uh, the question becomes, okay, well, then that's great if you want to do that. And Barry's great at doing this to me. What else are you going to let go in that equation? Because if I try to hold it all together, I'm going to fall. So, that out of balance happens. And then how do I get more balanced by learning how to say no and learning how to say it lovingly, not in a, in a way that, you know, you're um, belligerent to someone because they ask you for a song or they ask if, if they can lead. That's not the kind of thing that I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you have others in the church or those in your ministry that say, hey, would you mind doing the song over here? Hey, would you mind leading that? Hey, would you mind taking on the communications thing? And then you're at home. Hey, honey, would you mind taking care of this? Would you do that? And you begin at that point, you have to value what those priorities are. I mean, for me, my wife, my family comes first. So those are the priorities that I have to make first because Titus tells us, if we cannot manage our own home, how can we manage the household of God? So learning how to be balanced in your own personal life is very, very important. Blanca, thank you so much. What's up? She says this on Facebook Live. I took care of that. I took care of the media at our church. This has been a struggle with me as I could not get cooperation. There you have it. It created such a burden in my life and took my focus off of worship, which is where my heart is. I finally had to say no more. Good for you, Blanca. Awesome. Uh, you guys may feel like that. What's up? Tell me. Uh, share it with us. And uh, no one else is no one else is going to know unless they know you're already on here on Facebook. <laughs> Mona Lisa Lupe, what's up? Mostas, good to see you. Uh, she's on Facebook Live too, and uh, you know it's this is this is really where it's at. I feel it's you know learning how to say no and learning how to do it lovingly. I had 
one of my own, one of my own staff members actually just this past week told me no when I asked about a certain project and hey are we are we continuing this and they said you know I need to take a step back and my first response was awesome then that's what you need to do because the worst thing that I can do is put them in a position where they're stressed, they're frustrated because what's going to happen as a result, what's going to happen as a product, it's not going to come out right. They're going to get frustrated relationally. It's not going to be good for the team. So it's better to let the end happen. It's better to let there be a no and then you can deal with that and you can find other ways to make it happen. So we came up with a, res- a resolution. Not a big deal. We fixed it. Um, you know, are you going to have delays? Yeah, you will. In your ministry, is it going to hurt? Probably. Uh, will it benefit others? Yeah, you bet it will. It'll benefit the people who are sharing this stuff with you, and it's also going to it's also going to help you. Um, what's up, Lupe? Mona Lisa Lupe says, "Going back to the word is how I find my balance when I'm off balance." I love that. Thank you. She said, uh, "There, there would always be a scripture or a story from the word that results me and puts me back in line." Awesome. Thank you for that, uh, Lupe. That's uh, yeah. I mean. Speaking truth here, it's it's the alignment of scripture, and so let's let's jump into that because finding balance also gives life. That's the last point, and that's coming from John ten ten. And um, yeah, I, I actually have a a Bible with me, right? Like, do you remember what those look like? Because I know we're all used to U version and apps on our phones. So this is what a real Bible looks like. Just in case if you've forgotten, okay? Uh, John ten ten. Jesus says this, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So who is the thief in your life? Who is the thief that keeps coming to you, begging you to say yes? Let me just ask this question. The thief may not be a person either. The thief can also be a thing. Is your church, is your ministry the thief? Is the thing that you value, the thing that maybe you put above God, has that become your thief? Because see, when the thief comes in, the, the thief, the evil one's only intention is to wreck you. That's it. It's not to ask, ask for you to make a decision to compromise or to give you a multiple choice answer. It is the direct, the direct res- result is to end you, is to wreck you. So how seriously are you taking that scripture verse when Jesus said this? You know, he says in verse 7, I am the truth, I am the gate. He goes on. Uh, to nine, I am the gate. Whoever whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. But the thief, the thief comes. So, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now with the thief? Here's what you do: you put the gate of Jesus in front of you. The gate of Jesus. Who would that be? The Word of God. The Holy Spirit, surrounding yourself with a spiritual armor that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6, that he is the gate to defend you. He is the one who breaks every bar and every bar of iron is what we're told in Psalms. So you put the gate of Jesus in front of you, my friends, to help you say no and to help you say yes to the right things. 
And so by doing that, you are allowing Jesus as the gate to stop the thief and to help you with the balance that God wants you to maintain. So questions, comments, what's up? What's going on with you? Mona, talk to us. What's going on? Michelle, thanks so much for the comment. And um, I think that this is a real deal that we encounter in ministry, but we don't talk about it. It's we, we go through our week to week. We build our sets. We uh, what coordinate volunteers. We're on planning center line. Yada, yada, yada. We're doing all this stuff. But, you know, you're saying yes, yes, yes the whole time throughout the week. And then what happens when you lead worship or about to lead worship on that Sunday? You are drained. And it's almost as if the life is taken out of you because in some way, each of us have done this. We're all susceptible. The thief has found its way, some way, somewhere into our brain or to our heart to defeat what God is doing. So, my friends, again, use the gate of Jesus. That's what Jesus is here for in your heart already. Then proclaim him to be your gate to stand as a defense, as a wall in front of you, to deflect the darts of the evil one so that you can find that balance in the Holy Spirit. Because, my friends, when you find the balance of the Holy Spirit, when you find the balance of the life that God has given you, you see beautifully when Jesus says that I came to give life and to give it abundantly. You step into that realm because then you can understand and being balanced by the Holy Spirit, you see what is abundantly good. And then what better is there to have a base like that? to lead worship. You are helping your people in so many ways. So let me just encourage you because those of you who may, you may be feeling right now, yeah, but Brandon, that is me. I'm out of balance. And how can people look to me to lead worship? You know what? When people look to you, don't let them see you. Let them see Jesus working through you because that's the difference. You don't want people to see you having to lean and do this all on your own. But when you're allowing Jesus to be that gate, when you're allowing Jesus to be that shepherd to carry you as the sheep, people do see that. And yes, you may be broken and you may be uh, tired and worn out. But what better position is there to be when you can be vulnerable before God and say, Jesus, take my life and lead it? How much better is that? Blanca, thanks so much for that. Uh, Mono, thank you so much for that. Our friends, Facebook Live, guys, do you want more of this? Is this something that, you know, it, does it, where does this hit right now in your brain? What, what's happening in the chambers of your heart when you're hearing these encouragements? These are things that we take seriously here at Worship Team Training because when we do work with you, with your church, or if you're on our university program at WTTU.co, you're going to find a lot more encouragement like this. You're going to find more of uh, – we got articles, videos, training, you name it. I mean we have webinars unlimited. You can see everything for yourself, but I'm telling you, if you are not getting the help that you need spiritually, then how are you getting help and who's pouring into you when you spend so much time pouring out into others? So this is what we're here to do. Uh, Mona Lisa Lupe, thanks so much. She says, not by might, not by spirit, but by 
uh, I'm sorry, not by power, but by his spirit, she says. I messed it up. Uh, thank you. That's so true. By the spirit of God. Abigail, thank you so much. One of our other awesome members. Our members can tell you, and those of you who know that uh, that I come to your church, and we were just in Austin this, over this weekend. I was working with a couple of pastors, talking about their worship teams, and you know, these are the, these are the stories that we shared. Uh, these are the things that we talk about so deeply because, you know, finding the life that God has called you to is already here. You already have that life. That's the reality. What are you doing to step in it? God's already been walking through the garden chasing you. He's already been walking through all the leaves and all the figs and trying to cut down everything to make a trail. But are you allowing him to walk through you? That is the point of today. So my friends, look, we ask that you check out WTTU.co. Uh, look at the bottom of this video. Find out the other events that are coming. Uh, Weston Skaggs coming up this coming Thursday. He's going to share his music, share his heart for ministry. Can't wait. That's at 11 a.m. Central this Thursday. you got to become a member to watch this special training. Also, get the playback to the David Manor Worship Leader webinar about the 50 things. That's a lot, I know. But the 50 things that new and old worship leaders, yes, I did say old, just get over it. But new and old worship leaders should be doing. So you got to check that out. Uh, you can check out all the events at wttu.co slash events. And also check out our, check out our event page on worshipteamtraining.com. So guys, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, let me just leave you with this last thing. Remember this, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to allow God to lead you both in life and in worship. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you the rest of this week. Thank you so much for following and liking us here on Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, and Pinterest. All of our followers and friends on Instagram as well. Thank you so much. We love you, and we'll see you guys back very, very soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. Telling you right now, you need to grow as a leader of worship. No matter if you're a musician, singer, worship leader, pastor, audio tech, God has called you to something greater. The question is, are you stepping into it? The deeper question, how are you growing into that role? This is why we're here to help you at Worship Team Training University. We have already, I've mentioned through the broadcast, all the content that we offer on demand, 24-7, unlimited webinars, downloadable resources, ebooks, other downloads, you name it. But it's all right here for you and your growth, but you've got to take advantage of it. So go to wttu.co slash enroll. That's E-N-R-O-L-L. And just in case, if you missed our specials, email me, brandon at wttu.co, and I will give you a free VIP seven-day pass, but you must act now. Email me, that's brandon, B-R-A-N-O-N, at wttu.co. Better yet, check out a membership for yourself, wttu.co.